Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. You are now about to experience a Rick Stone original. Please enjoy. Hey, One Church, it is Saturday night and we are excited to have you. If you haven't already, keep commenting, talk throughout the message. I encourage you to, to just encourage each other. But today we are continuing our Galatians series. Uh, Lee Penley spoke last week, straight killed it. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was fantastic. Um, this week you got me, so enjoy. No, 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 in, in all seriousness, I am excited about this message uh, in Galatians chapter two. Uh, it's Paul's letter. He wrote it to a few churches in uh, Galatia. And the cool thing is, is we get to see Paul's heart in these letters. Like any letter you read, you just see Paul's heart just shine through. And he, here he is writing this letter um, and he has this revelation of grace and it is very powerful. I hope you are encouraged by the end of this. I hope you are excited by the end of this. Um, the message title today is going to be Revelation to Revolution. And I think we see what happens. If you already know Paul, you understand his revelation truly changed the world. And it's because of Jesus. That's Paul always points to Jesus. But uh, the definition of, of revelation, what is it? What's a a revelation and it's I, I like uh, this definition it's reveal in the sense of uncovering or laying open what has previously been hidden and and I like that it's like it's God revealing something to you that was always there but now God's showing you your to, to reveal this to you in a supernatural way and, and the cool thing is is when you for me when I had this revelation of God's grace and love it it didn't change that God wasn't always grace and love. You, you understand, just because you have the revelation today doesn't mean that it was already there. It's uncovering something. It's God uncovering himself and showing himself to you. And it's uh, just a cool, it's been hidden and now it's revealed. It, it's simple as that. It's covered up. Now it's revealed. Here we go. And then uh, revolution. More, more part of this is what I, I, the part of this definition is what I want to focus on, but it's a force forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. It's more of that, that old covenant. Now it's a new covenant. It's a new revolution. What Jesus did on the cross revolutionized the world. It's a whole new system that's brought in. And, 
And Paul has this revelation about the new covenant, about this new gospel of grace. And it's a whole revolution with inside of it. Jesus did the whole thing. And now within him having this revelation, now he gets to reveal it to others. He gets to bring that message. And it just is a domino effect. And I believe God does that with us in our lives. And we get to have a revelation in our lives. And what do we do when we have a revelation? We get excited. We, we run after it. No one can change my mind when God reveals something to me. I know God showed me this and I know God's true. And Paul was so steadfast and, and so loving and just wanted people to know Jesus. I think that's what we need to realize is Paul wanted people to know Jesus. That's his heart. I met a man on the road to Damascus. My eyes, I got blinded and now I can see. It's kind of funny. He had this revelation by being blinded, right? That, that's kind of, I mean, kind of funny, I guess. But we're going to go to Galatians uh, chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders, I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running a race in vain. Now you can uh, read about this, the whole interaction that happened that Paul's talking about in Acts chapter 15. He goes up to, to uh, the church and the leaders and he doesn't he doesn't just hop on Facebook and put it out there and blast, blast people. He, he wanted to meet with them in private because he understand the power of unity. He wanted to say, hey, this is what I'm bringing. This is what the revelation I had, and now I want you to be on board with it. He was, and he wasn't really going up there to say, hey, am I, am I doing this right? Because he already had that revelation from Jesus. What, what he wanted to do was to make sure everyone was on the same page. He wanted everyone to be together. He wanted the, the gospel of grace to be unifying with the church. So, hey, we're on the same page and we're running after the same thing. It, it wasn't, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't, I do that sometimes. I, I, I call Troy, I, hey, Pastor Wally, I need help. I don't quite understand. I'm, I think I'm doing this wrong. But uh, for, for instance, there's this song that we used to sing when I was little, it, it's like you have, to, I'm not gonna sing, don't worry, I'm just gonna word it, you can go Google it. You have turned my morning into dancing and everyone would spin. You know, you have, okay, I sung, I'm sorry. But you have turned my morning into dancing. 100%, when I heard morning, I thought they meant the time of day. Because every morning I woke up grumpy and was not happy to be at church at 7 a.m. And I was literally angry every morning. And here's these stinking people spinning around dancing. And I'm like, oh, I guess he does turn the morning into dancing because these people are literally dancing in the morning time. See, that, that's not exactly what Paul was doing. Paul, Paul was going up there because he knew what Jesus had revealed to him. He understood that, that the Gentiles needed to hear this message, that, that it is now all inclusive. Everyone is here. When you go to an all-inclusive resort, everything, once you pay for it, everything is included. You walk, you get food, you go to the beach, you, you go back to your room. Everything is already included. You don't need to pay for it again. Why are you going to stop and buy the hamburger that you already paid for? It makes no sense. And, and here's this gospel. Everything is included. It's all in, the, the Gentiles, the Jews. And, and 
on our this side of the cross, we, we have that that ability to look back and read this and understand, oh yeah, that makes sense. How do you miss it? They, di they didn't have the Bible. They, they had Jesus revealing himself to Paul and, and speaking with the Holy Spirit dropping down and speaking in tongues and thousands getting saved. That's what they, they didn't have the Bible to look back. They, they just knew who Jesus was. They, act, they got to hang out with the man. They got to go and, and see who Jesus was. But then Jesus left and now they have the Holy Spirit there and they're trying to figure out how do we run this thing? So how, how does this church look? We're used to doing something and we're so set in doing one way and now we have to change it? Hold on. This was kind of an exclusive group. I'm not going to lie. If I, if I was a Jew back then, I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm, I was kind of on top of the world here and then now Jesus is letting these, these Gentiles in? I don't know about that. But, but the cool thing is, is, is they wanted everyone to be included because that's what Jesus wants. That's what Jesus did is saying, now we are all included. Everyone is able to come together. And Paul was just going up there and fighting for unity is really what he was doing. He, he was saying, hey, and presenting the gospel, hey, this is what Jesus revealed to me. So in Galatians, uh, continue in verse three through five, it says, yet not even Titus who was with me was compelled to be circumcised even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. We did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel may be preserved for them. Isn't that what the enemy tries to do? He masks himself. He, he tries to infiltrate. He tries to figure out your weaknesses. He spies on you. All that, he... He's a false believer in Jesus, and he comes in and he'll pick at, pick at you, and you'll find out what's wrong and try to, try to just make that a blaring wound and, and rip it open. But here they are. I mean, this is more of a literal, so this is more of, a, a, of bringing religion onto them. Hey, hey, I know Jesus did, but eh, we got to sprinkle a little bit of religion in there. Now, now this is the thing. There's, there's a difference between you saying, I want to wake up and do my daily devotions every day, right? But it's a little different if you go to someone else and say, you need to go do your daily devotions every day or you're going to go to hell. Like that is the difference. And that's what they're trying to say is you need to be circumcised because that was the tradition. That's what they're used to. And they're trying to bring back that old law and put it in there when grace has already been there. And here they are standing firm in what they know, what they know, what Jesus has said, they stand firm. And I like that. Uh, Paul brings Titus, who, who's a Greek, and he brings uh, Barnabas with him that, that's a Jew, and they bring him up there to show, hey, look, this is what the gospel of grace, this is what Jesus did. So we can be in union together, and it's not about my outside. It's not about what I'm doing, my appearance, how I look. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. It's on the inside now. Before, I had to do everything on the outside. And it's, no, this is what Jesus did on the inside. The Holy Spirit's in me now. The Holy Spirit is here. And the, the thing is, is when we know that the devil comes in, the enemy comes in and tries to infiltrate, try, you know, looks real good, talks like us, it blends in nicely, makes sense, and then says, hey, you should probably do, yeah, you should probably do this. And then 
you, yeah, yeah, I probably should. I have to do this to make Jesus love me, right? And then you do it, and then the enemy will immediately turn around and throw guilt on you. That's what the enemy does. The enemy will get beside you, tell you to do something, and then throw it back on you. Used to, it's used to go, go out, drink, party, get drunk. Oh, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, how dare you? You got Does God even love you anymore? That's what the enemy does is pushes you in one direction. And there you go. But if you say, I don't need to earn God's love. I don't need to do these. Is it okay if you want to, to read your Bible or do a devotion every single day? Of course, that's fantastic. Do it. If you want to wake up at 5 a.m. and get down and on your knees and pray in your prayer closet for an hour, by all means, do it. But the guilt that comes on it because you missed a day, because you were sick or something happened or you're chasing your kids out the door or your dog got loose and now I can't do my prayer all oh, my whole day. God, that, that's not the point. It's God loves me. Stop putting those hindrances on you and the enemy tries to make you a slave again. Stand firm in what you believe. And you know what that is when I stand firm? That's in my freedom. I want to worship God. I want to do this because of what he did on the cross. I don't have to do these things for God to love me. The only thing I have to do is say, Jesus, I believe in you. Uh, you, you are my savior and I accept you. I give my life to you. And then the work God does a work in you. The Holy Spirit does a work in you. It's not I have to do these outside things to prove my point. Old religion. And that's what the enemy does. He sprinkles a little bit in there. Sprinkles a little bit more. Oh, you're, you're doing good. You're do and then you mess. And it's guilt. Let me tell you right now. God does not drop guilt on you. He does not bring condemnation on you. Does he bring conviction because we want to be better? He brings that conviction because, oh, I don't want to do this because my spirit doesn't jive with it. There's messages when I got saved for the first time and I've, or I should say, when, when I came back to the church and I really understood who God was, I wasn't reading my Bible. I just knew who God was because I would party all day and then I would just think about God and think one day I'll go back to the church. I was so much happier when I was in church when I was younger. I knew a little bit, but I couldn't, I couldn't quote a scripture. I don't even know if I could do John 3, 16 or any of them. Uh, but when I started reading the Bible, it confirmed who God was for me. So I, get, I got to have that revelation of who he was through his word. And then I stood firm because I understood. And do I mess up? Of course. Don't I'm not arrogant in my faith where I'm, I'm above temptation. I'm not that arrogant where I think no one can get to me. No, what you do is you put people in your lives, you put boundaries, maybe you're Paul and you take a trip up with your two buddies to show them the revelation of what Jesus did in your life and watch the revolution continue. Maybe that's what you do. You, but the thing is, is we get to stand firm in our freedom. In, in other translations, it says the enemy tries to take your liberty. Man, that, 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 just, that just sounds bad. But the enemy will come and we, uh, will be like a wolf in sheep's clothing, and he'll come up, but in our spirit, we know what's right. I don't have to bow down to the culture or anything else. I know God loves me, and I know where I stand in him, and that's what I'm going to stay on. And that's what they were doing. I'm not converting because of what you say. You don't even believe what I believe. You're false. It's crazy. I'm going to get around people I trust. So in Galatians uh, chapter 2, 6 through 10. So 
he's telling the story about how he's going up there and who he brought. I encourage you to go read Acts, or Acts chapter 15. It's, it's fantastic. And this is what it says. As for those who were, uh, who were there held in high esteem, whatever they were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They, ad they added nothing to my message. On the contrary, they recognized that I had been entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had the uh, circumcised. He had the task for the circumcised. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised, was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. James, Peter, and John, those esteemed as pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the, uh, the very thing I had been eager to do all along. Isn't that cool? At the very end, it kind of confirms, hey, I want you, as long as you do this, Paul's like, that's what I wanted to do. We're on the same page. They had two different ministries and they had two different uh, points that they were going after, two, two uh, focus groups. The groups they were going after were completely separate, but they were in union. Because this is the thing. They just wanted people to know Jesus. So if you have a different ministry, if, you, if your ministry is this and mine is this, that's okay. Because Jesus is being preached. I don't care who your group is and who your focus is. And in all reality, it's God or God gives you that. God gives you your influence in that area. And never be ashamed of it. Some people, I remember feeling guilty because I didn't like going on missions trips. That's not, that's not me. If I went on a missions trip, they would think I'm like, what is he doing here? He's making Jesus look bad. Like, I, but you, the people that are called to do that will do that. What is your calling? What, what is your lane? What is that that you're going to stand firm in? And I'm not going to change because this is what Jesus revealed to me. And I can share it with someone else and we can get with total strangers and talk to them about Jesus and they know Jesus and we get together and we have two different lifestyles, but it all points to Jesus. That is amazing that throughout all this, Paul is saying, hey, I'm going after the Gentiles, the, the people that Jesus is now including. And he didn't say, yeah, you should probably do that too. He didn't say, you should stop what you're doing and come and do what I do because Jesus revealed this to me. He understood, they understood that Jesus gave them this amazing revelation too, and they're going to speak. And they, you can be all things to all people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in this lane. And you know what? If someone wants to get circumcised, that's fine. But don't think it takes you closer to God or that's your salvation. The salvation's at the cross. That's where we got our salvation. When Jesus said, it is finished, he didn't say, it is finished. Oh, and by the way, man, you got to go get this thing done. And because I don't know if I'd be a Christian. No. So, but what I'm saying is, is it's all about Jesus. That is where it finished. Two different people, two different worlds. And here they are having this amazing revelation of their other person's revelation. How we should share our revelations with each other, right? If God tells me something for me, I can share it with someone that, that's close to me and we can get excited about it. It doesn't mean they have to do it. It's, hey, look what God's doing. And we can encourage each other. They like high five. Yeah, 
Go get them Jews. Yeah, right. And then he's like, hey, go get them Greeks, yo. Like, that's what they could do because it's all about Jesus. If it was about themselves, it would have never worked. I'm telling you, it would have never worked if Peter was more focused on, look what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And Paul was saying, this is, look how great I am. That's not what it is about. It's look at how great Jesus is. Look how amazing he is. Look how much, how inclusive he is. Everyone's invited to the party. Everyone's allowed to come because of what Jesus did. And here they are apart, coming together in private, not, not to try to go out in public and have a, have a room full of people and have a debate to show what, right, what they, they got together in private because they respected each other. And they said, hey, look, this is what God's doing in my life. And I want you to be on the same page as me. Not, not you have to do what I have to do, but it'd be on the same page because I don't want to be running in vain over here. And, and in vain, what he's saying is I, I know when we're all on the same page, it's not in vain. Now I don't, have, I don't have to worry about going over here and you saying I'm doing it wrong or I'm looking at you and saying you're doing it wrong. We got together, we're unified. You aren't going to break this because I know what Jesus revealed to you and I know what Jesus revealed to me. If someone wants to come up to me and say, hey, why isn't Peter talking to the Greeks? Oh, I talked to him. This is what happened. And he's got his own ministry and I got my ministry. I encourage you. Find your ministry. Find that calling. It doesn't have to be preaching. It doesn't have to be standing on stage. And, and where It's what do you enjoy doing? How do you enjoy serving God? That there's something inside of you that God puts, and I bet you could probably think of it right now, or I encourage you to pray about it, and God, what's my ministry? What do you have for me? And I'm telling you, let him have, give that revelation to you. And when he reveals himself to you and you get that revelation, a revolution can get started. It can just because God is uncovering something. But this is the thing, he's, he's going to be a gentleman about it. Invite him in. Ask him to reveal something to you. Not, not, not for personal gain, but like these guys did, because they want Jesus to be famous. They happen to be famous because their names are in the Bible and they did amazing work. And that I thank God for these group of people, but they aren't saying, hey, come worship me. They're saying, hey, go worship Jesus. See, the gospel of grace isn't dependent on man. It's not dependent on me going to someone else and making sure everything fits quite right and you do exactly what I do. It's all dependent on Jesus. And when we put it on Jesus, it brings unity and that's when lives get changed. And I wanna encourage you to ask God to, to, to seek Him out on what is this thing that's, that's grace? What is this that you keep talking? This rev this revelation, I, we can pray right now and I guarantee you God will come and give you a revelation. If you don't believe in Jesus, you can choose right now to say, yes, I believe in Jesus. And this revelation will absolutely change your life without a doubt. It, he will come in and absolutely change your life. And I, there, there's this uh, illustration I use uh, quite a bit. And uh, sometimes people, are, people may, how do you know God's real? Well, how do you know God did it? And it's a really ridiculous illustration, but it gets the point across is, I, I, if I went in the backyard of my house and had a basketball hoop, 
and I went out there and did a 360 dunk, slammed it down, and came walking around. Look what I, I just did a 360 dunk. And someone said, no you didn't. You didn't do a 360 dunk. I would say, yeah I did. I'm not, what do you mean? I just did a 360 dunk. And they said, no, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? That it doesn't mean that the 360 dunk never happened, right? It just means they don't believe me. It means, all right, you don't believe me. Fine, all right, but I know what happened. I know God changed my life. I know what God did in my life. And people may say, Rick, no, that wasn't God. And no, that wasn't true. I, I'm not gonna walk away and go, oh yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I guarantee you, you choose Jesus you will have that revelation. You'll have that same, same excitement like you just did a 360 dunk in the backyard, which I will never be able to do, so I would be lying if I said that. But I wanna tell you that Jesus completely changed my life and there is no one in this world that can tell me anything different. There's no one that can come alongside and say, well, well, this happened, that. There's nothing. I promise you, it's what Jesus did on the cross that absolutely changed my life. And I had a revelation of him, and it was at one of my lowest points in life. And God gave me a revelation. And I don't know where you're at in your life, but I pray that you have this revelation of who Jesus is and walk in the freedom, not the burden, the freedom of what Jesus brings. If that's you and you're saying, yes, I want what you're talking about, I'm gonna ask you to, drop a comment or private message us. This is not joining one church. This is uh, having Jesus join you, having the Holy Spirit join you. And I'm gonna pray. And I so encourage you to seek God. If you're a Christian right now, seek God for a fresh revelation of who He is. Put on worship music, whatever it is. I'm not telling you have to, I'm just suggesting it's, it's a good thing. So let's pray and accept Jesus. God, we thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that you've made us completely different, that we, we may have different roads, different lives, but we know one thing is true, that you died on the cross for every one of our sins. And God, Jesus, we accept your freedom. You are Christ, you are the King, and we worship you in the name of Jesus, amen. If you accepted Jesus, congratulations. That is the best thing you could ever do in your life. And please message us. We want to guide you down this road. If you would like to be a part or give you something to help you along, we want to pray for you. But remember next week, Pastor David, it's going to be amazing. We love you. See you next Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.